So I think I want to share a little bit to start off class today instead of starting with the meditation for several reasons. As, as you know now, um, with Clark, uh, I was going to say Clark Kent, <laughs> with Clark Kent's passing, <laughs> with Kent Portman's passing and all, and also I know there's some of you here today for the first time, so we'd like to introduce you a little bit to Interlight Ministries and what we're about and what we do here. And in a sense, it kind of all ties together. It, it's interesting because our focus here in Interlight Ministry is simply about awakening to the divine that we are. That's it. And now we're going to put a whole lot of words on that. But if you can remember, that's the core, really, of what we're here doing. And we'll give all types of different words and we'll share ways and means by which we go about doing that. And the core focus that we talk about all the time in which we will do today in class is this action we call meditation. And meditation has been known as simply going within. But then there's all kinds of questions. Well, what are we going into? Going within ourselves? Well, what part of ourselves? Are we going into the body? Are we going into the mind, the emotions, the imagination, the unconscious, the subconscious? There's all these parts. Or what about the spirit, the soul? that which is life itself. So all these things we're going to address, and we always do address here all the time in all of our events. But really in this action of meditation, it is about awakening to the divine, the spiritual essence of who we are, that living, loving child of God, as it's sometimes called, or the soul, that divine spark, or the drop in the ocean. All these references that has been given throughout the ages. So we try to refer to all these because you'll hear us in here talk about many different spiritual teachers or sons of God or the word made flesh or sages and saints. We talk about many of those teachers throughout the ages that have taught this inner way. It's often been called the way or the path. In here, we simply call it the path of sound and light. And the reason we do that is because in loving, in the action of spirit, there's two predominant qualities that will begin to, in a sense, awaken us or where we come to know this inner way of loving. It is that quality of sound and also the quality of light. The sound is what we refer to as that voice of God, sometimes called the sound current or the audible life stream, or it's been widely known as the Holy Spirit. It is that living presence of God as God has expressed throughout all of creation that creation has come out of that and also returns. It's like a breathing out and a breathing in, often been referred to as the breath of life or the breath of God, that which has created our existence and that which brings us back into the beingness from which we've all come and to know life itself. And there's that aspect or quality it is known as the light. I mean, we even name our organization Inner Light Ministries because we're here to minister or share about that inner light as well as the sound. And it's been often referred to as the light of the soul, the light of the Holy Spirit, the light of loving, the light of awareness, the light of the Christ, the light of the Buddha, the light of whatever. It is that inner spiritual light. And it is by those two qualities, the light and the sound, by which we begin to awaken and know this divine pathway, this pathway of loving or this pathway of spirit, our individual awakening to the divinity. 
Because in truth, and you'll discover for yourself, however that is, that the way to really come to know that greater oneness of beingness we often term God or spirit or however we do, that it is always through an, an individual process of going within ourselves that we come to know that greater truth of what that is. Because we look out here in the world and we see all these different parts or pieces or individuals. We see that separation rather than the oneness. So as we look out here for that greater oneness of the divine that we often hear, you know, we're all one, all these different things we hear about, that we, when we look out in the world, we often don't see that. So we go, well, where's the oneness? I have moments where I really feel connected with somebody or with the group or some event going on in my life, but then I feel all this separation and fears and judgments and all this discord out here in the world. So, so what is this? Well, that's what we address here in an ILM. That's what the whole purpose of what Jim and I are doing here is to begin to come into greater understanding and clarity of all of these different aspects of individualization or separation. Sometimes this world's been re referred to as a world of illusion or a world of reflection, often called simply time and space. So what we want to do is to begin to find the oneness in it all. But to find that oneness, eventually we will find ourselves in our lives beginning to point more towards an inward focus. But before that, we'll find ourselves doing all kinds of things in the world, getting involved in this and that, not just family and friends, but all types of different organizations, even jobs, not just religions. You notice I'm not just talking about religion right now because it's everything in life. Everything in life. Everything we do in life is our spiritual pathway because it is through all of our experiences that we really come to discover and know ourselves in greater and greater ways. You know, that, that old age or age-old question, maybe old age too, I don't know. <laughs> Who are you? Oh, I know you. Who are you? Really, who are you? Well, we have a couple other questions we like to throw in there with that. Not only who are you, but where did you come from? I don't mean where you were born. Where did you come from? And where are you going? Where did you come from and where are you going and who are you? As we really begin to pursue and contemplate or look more deeply at these questions, we'll come up with all kinds of answers. But if we keep answering that question over and over and over, it will lead us on a wonderful journey into ourselves. I always like to say, a big part of awakening to the truth of who we are in our divinity, along that journey we also awaken to all the different aspects of ourselves that I mentioned earlier. The body, the imagination, the emotions, the mind, the unconscious and subconscious, and the soul. And that great soul, or where we are all are one, that we call God. They're all different experiences, all different realms or levels of beingness, of consciousness. And so we're all on this wonderful divine journey, this great journey of life, not just in this physical world, but well beyond. 
So the next time you even ask yourself, what's my life purpose? Start to look even beyond the physical purpose. Because maybe there's a much deeper or greater purpose to your life and everyone's life. So this action of meditation is simply a way by which we can begin to walk this journey, to begin to discover those answers to these questions. Because in the beginning, we may begin to answer these questions simply through our mind of what we think. But that's just the mind's answers. You can throw out all kinds of stuff. Or the imagination, we can create and come up with all kinds of ideas. But do we really know? And how do we really know? What makes something real and something else just a fantasy? Well, that's what we want to do. We want to go on this great journey within to discover the real answer, to know the realness through our experience, not because we thought it up or somebody else said, oh, this is your purpose. Not even what we say here or anybody, but you, that you come to know yourself by questing, going within. And it is often through this inner journey that as we take it wholeheartedly, so to speak, or have a true devotion and true desire to really know the answer, that's often when the answer begins to be revealed to us. That's an important part. That sincerity and a true desire to want to know. If it's just say, oh, yeah, I'm curious, that sounds cool, let me check it out. Well, you may learn a little bit. But it is not until we have that true desire that the true awakening really begins. And when that happens, life begins to take a new turn and a whole new experience literally begins to open before our ears, before our eyes. Notice I said ears. I was saying the sound and the light earlier. Our feelings, our taste, our smell, not just the physical senses, but then the spiritual senses. What are the spiritual senses beyond these five physical senses. Well, through this action of meditation is how we can begin to tap into, to begin to discover and come to know the spiritual sense. And so the action of meditation has many-fold purposes. The ultimate purpose, as I said, as we share in Interlight Ministries, because there's many types of meditations we can do. There's meditations on positive thinking, healing, um, motivation, uh, getting over what, procrastination. Uh, there's all kinds of things. And a lot of it's used nowadays in hypnosis, self-hypnosis, self-improvement, psychology. A lot of those are very valuable and beneficial. But the meditation as we describe it here in ILM, and those are our initials, by the way, for Inner Light Ministries, ILM, is really has that one purpose of what I said earlier, about awakening to the divine. And so that's what we're going through here in Interlight Ministries is awakening to the greater knowing of the greater aspect as well as all these different parts of ourselves. And I'm not asking, or Jim, and I never ask or say to believe anything we even share here. We always say, check it out. We're just sharing here from our own personal experience. And if it resonates with you, great. Take a look at it. Pursue it, discover, 
If it doesn't resonate with you, I always say the door is always open and unlocked at any time. It's your choice. And that's one of the things we honor very much here. It is truly a choice, freedom of choice, to really follow or pursue our own individual journeys, our own paths, whatever that may be. And so we, we do that here. We give freely and don't expect anybody to believe or to do what we share here. That's your choice. That's your responsibility. But when we give it in freedom, that freedom that we give it in also gives you a wonderful freedom to really begin to discover more of your own freedom by walking your own personal path. So this pathway, this action of meditation, of going within, is that way by which we begin to awaken and come to know more of not only ourselves, but all these questions we have. And as we begin to enter more deeply within, as we're going to here in a little bit, that we can begin to really get in touch with and discover that greater reality that exists within us that we call life itself, that which gives life to this body, to the mind, to the emotions. What is that? Well, that's the wonderful amazing, awesome discovery that we will all find as we walk this journey. So regardless of your questions or wondering or whatever may be, it'll all unfold over time, however that is best for you. When I started this journey, I heard all these amazing stories about people having out-of-body experiences, and I started learning all about these chakra systems and the auric field, and I thought, wow, that's amazing. I'd like to discover and learn more about that. And so I did. I started reading books, coming to classes like this and other places, and I learned something wonderful everywhere I went. And each thing took me another step along that journey. But I also realized in that, as I did this over time, that there was this part of me that I was always aware of. And I realized, my gosh, there's a part of me that is aware. There's a part that knows, sometimes referred to as the inner knower. And I realized that everything I did, there were things I gained value, and then there's other things that are like, no, that doesn't sit right with me. And I started looking at, well, what is the part of me that even knows that doesn't sit right with me, and this one does? What is that? So I went, what really is that? And that's what led me on this greater journey that I'm speaking of here. Who are we, really? Who are we? So I'd like to just share a few little references, even personally, that you may begin to maybe look inside of yourself and maybe realize that about yourself. Maybe you're aware of that inner knower. Maybe you're not. But maybe as you hear these words, you might begin to look. Say, yeah, what is that? What is that inside of me? Because guess what? We all have that inner knowing. Jim and I can't tell you anything you don't already know. All we can do is maybe help you remember. I stole your line. <laughs> well, we have, well, they have forgotten. <laughs> oh, okay. you almost I'm making it my own. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> but you know, a lot of the time, we just don't trust ourselves. We doubt ourselves. 
We think, no, I'm confused, or that can't be. Well, other people don't say that. Maybe I'm wrong. So we do all these things to distract or to cause chaos or confusion within ourselves. So sometimes part of this journey is really begin to look at all those inner voices. And through that sorting through all that, we will begin to find that truer voice within. And again, this action of meditation can help us discover what that is. But it is often a process of sorting through all these different voices that are running in our consciousness and around us, family, friends, co-workers. We all have our beliefs. We all have our opinions. We all have our experience. But it's not necessarily the same. So we each have all that to sort through to discover really what is our voice, what is our truth, what is our knowing. So I'm, I'm pausing for a moment because what I'm trying to look at so I don't talk too much because I know it can fill our heads is whether to talk more or to maybe even move towards this action of meditation. We like to give some information, but then we like to move into experience so we don't get too heady about things, but that we can really now move into our own personal experience. So I think, unless there's something you want to add right now. No, that's fine. Okay that I'm going to go ahead and describe to you. I'm going to talk a little bit more, but I'm going to really move it now towards the experience of the meditation and not so much all the information. We'll, we'll probably talk a little bit more about that as well after the meditation as well. So what we're going to be doing here in several minutes is actually moving into this action of meditation that we teach in Interlight Ministries. So I'm going to describe to you the logistics of it and even as I share with you the logistics, then I'm going to guide us into the meditation to have our personal experience. So my little introduction that I gave you, I hope gave you at least a little bit of an overview or some food for thought, but really not for thought, some food to begin to take in so that you can begin to now look at these things as we move into the meditation to begin to really discover for yourself that greater truth that resides within. Now, there's all types of different teachings, all different ways of meditating and praying and so many different ways to approach spirit. And we're going to just share a simple one. But there's a couple concepts or premises I'd like to share as we do that, that one of the things we share here in Interlight Ministries is that what we call the seat of the soul. It's a reference to where the soul resides in the physical body. This has often been explained clearly through history, and other times it's been lost, and other times people think it's in other parts of the body, and this and that. Is it outside of the body, in the body? Is it in one of the chakras? Is it in my big toe? Where really does the soul reside? Is it all around the body, or what? Well, maybe it is all of that. But one thing we know and we share in here is that there's this wonderful reference point that's always been taught through all the teachers who know this inner way. And that reference point is a hidden doorway, often called the tenth door or the spiritual door. 
that doorway by which the soul comes into this physical consciousness and leaves this physical consciousness. And that doorway has often been referred to as the third eye, the spiritual eye, as well as these other references. And that eye, obviously, is not a physical one. It's an unseen one to the physical. That's why it's often called hidden or the secret door or the sacred door. Often it's been referred to also as the upper room. So there's many references. That upper room here is within our own consciousness. So what we want to do in meditation is that we want to bring our attention inwards and upwards to this doorway. So when we move into the meditation, I'm going to ask you to actually close your eyes just so we let go of any outer distraction or focus or things going on. And that way we can give more of a focused attention at this place. And this place physically resides above the eyebrows, more in the center of the head, and sometimes even referenced slightly above the head. But this is just a physical reference point because it's truly the spirit we want to focus on. See, that spirit comes in here and then it expresses and gives life through the rest of the consciousness. But we want to focus on that entry point and exit point. So as we move into the meditation, we're going to hold our attention there. And then as we hold our attention there, we begin to relax and let go. You know, those, again, that well-known phrase, let go and let God. It's that process where we have our part of letting go of all these distractions. When I say distractions, I mean anything that is a distraction from the divine within. So that can be our own thoughts. That can be all of our emotions. That can be our own imagination and fantasy stirring or even physical things with the body. Outer sounds around us. You might hear traffic. You might hear somebody next to you. So we want to do what we can to let go of our attention in all those other directions and do as much as we can to focus as much as our attention as possible up here at the seat of the soul. For it is at that place by which we begin to awaken and begin to see beyond this physical consciousness and into these other levels or aspects of our divine being. Do be aware as we do this, as I was saying, that we're going to go through all these different things. We're going to, in a sense, confront a lot of our emotions and thoughts and belief systems and opinions and fears stir up, our own judgments. That's all part of it. The key in meditation is let go, let God. So as we move into meditation, all that comes up, just let it go. There's nothing to do with it. In other words, don't give it attention, don't give it focus, don't give it energy. Because that's how these things have life. We've given them life by our attention. We as creators or co-creators, it's been referred to as the soul made in the likeness of God, that we are very creative. And so we've created all these, not only life experiences, but thoughts and feelings and fantasies. So we want to begin to move beyond all of that and let go of all that. So in other words, this is in a time of, again, I've done a lot of meditations like creative visualization to create what you want in your life. And those are wonderful and they can be very powerful. 
But today I'm going to ask you to let go of all that and really move to that inner focus of just holding your attention on the spirit of who you are rather than all the things that you want to do. Let's come back to the beingness of who we are. But that's your choice, just a suggestion. So as we move into meditation and we hold our attention here, I'm going to have a few words just guiding us to that to give us that focus. And then I'm going to also talk about now pay attention and watch now for that inner light because we can perceive that inner light of spirit just as we can see outer lights here. But that perception of the inner light is with the scene of the eye of the soul, the soul of who we are. So not the physical eyes. We can't see it with the physical eyes. So we want to begin to hold our attention and awaken to the spirit so we can begin to see spiritually. And so, just be aware of that. Just be open. Be receptive. Observe. And as you observe, you may see an inner light. Most often in here, people will see a purple or a blue light or maybe a gold or a white light. If you see any of those colors, just know that's the action that you are now waking up to, that greater movement of spirit, that you're actually beginning to perceive that inner light. I'm saying this because sometimes people have that experience and they freak out a little bit. It's like, that's what I want. I want to wake up to it. And then when you actually wake up to it and see it, you're like, oh my God, it does that. And other times it's just like, oh my God, this is awesome. Just be aware we can respond in many different ways. So if that begins to show up, just relax and observe. There's nothing for you to do but just to be present, to be present in the here and the now. I mentioned earlier the sound, so that as we move into the state of meditation, we also to begin to be open and receptive to hear the inner sounds of spirit as well, not the outer sounds. We want to let go of the outer focus and to listen to the inner. And that inner sound can come forward in many different ways as well. We can literally even hear our own name being called. We can hear often references that still small voice of God where we're beginning to awaken to the divine. Some of us hear it like a ringing in the ears. We think we might have tinnitus or something. But there's this high-pitched tone or frequency that is often, often heard as that still small voice as well. So if you hear ringing in your ears, that may be that sound. Sometimes it can be heard as a hum. Other times it's just sounds of nature or music. You've heard of references to choirs of angels singing. That's all real. We can really hear these things inside in spirit. So just be aware there's many ways that we can begin to hear the inner sound. And if we hear nothing or see nothing, think, okay, what's going on? Well, sometimes, and this is probably more common for most of us, that we may just feel a sensation like on the top of our head or on our forehead or a little movement or pressure. And sometimes we even feel like a movement flooding through our body. The, this is another way that we can begin to be more aware of that movement of that spirit. 
So I'm giving a few reference point, points here so that you can begin to realize that as you move into it, it can manifest in many different ways and even in other ways. But just also so that you know, so you can just relax into it and let it unfold. Because in truth, there's nothing to fear. Not even fear itself. There's nothing to fear. Because in that light and loving of spirit, it truly takes care of all things. It handles all things. It releases us from all those negative things that we may hold as an attachment, that we may fear or judge. As we can move into that light of loving, it's a light of freedom. It frees the consciousness from the attachments in those areas that we're caught up in that sometimes we reference as dark or evil or negative or bad. Just to let it go. And let ourselves move into that greater freedom of that light of loving. And one of the other things that we share about here in Interlight Ministries, I'm not going to go into a lot of it now, but maybe afterwards, is what we also call the unspoken or sacred name of God. And that's a whole other thing that's been talked about through the ages as well. But what I'm going to just say right now, so we have a reference as we move into, is that this name of God is a frequency by which as we hold it in our consciousness and say it or sing it or chant it, that it begins to bring us into the frequency of which that name is from and what it's about. Just like if I called one of your names right now, say, hey, Joe, it gets your attention, right? Well, in other words, in that name is a frequency that calls our attention. And so as we focus on the name of God, well, not only are we getting God's attention, but it's also calling our attention towards God or loving or spirit. I'm saying that, again, because there's many references to God or spirit or loving. So do what works for you. We don't want to take it as a concept or belief or religion. We want to move it into a living experience so that we know what that is. So again, I'm trying to give a simple reference point so you may understand a little bit of how that works. And one of the names that we use as a spoken name that we use in the group to begin to attune ourselves into that frequency is the hue, H-U. Many of you have heard of the OM before, that's well known. Well, we work with a name called the hue. The OM actually has a frequency more out of the mind, believe it or not, if you didn't know that. But the hue has more of that frequency or essence of the soul, the divine. And so as we focus on that, it begins to stir us awake to our own divinity, to our soul essence, that God essence, that light of loving. And that's why we use that name. And here's a fun little reference for you if this is new. Think of hue, human. Oh my gosh, there it is, right there in our everyday language. Human. That's right, Hugh, the God, the soul that we are, in man, or woman, if you want to say that too. It's not about the sex here. It's about just that physical consciousness. So human, right there. It's been all throughout history for a long time. So that frequency of the hue is one thing we focus on as we move into meditation so that we begin to awaken to what that is, that vibration, that frequency, that essence 
that is the living, loving presence. And so as we focus on the repetition of this name, it begins to awaken that within us. And it's a great thing to do, too, because guess what? The mind is going to go blah, 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 all over the place. So it even gives the mind something to do and focus on. So it serves many purposes. The main purpose is the frequency of that loving in that name. But as you focus on that, as that loving moves into the consciousness, it actually helps bring alignment and peace to the mind and all the thoughts, to the feelings, the emotions that are stirring, to all the fantasies, even to the physical consciousness that comes into alignment and focus so that all those other aspects and parts of ourself now come into alignment in that one-pointed focus on the divine. Okay? It's fun. Many of you are already actually in the meditation already, in your eyes closed and there. That happens in here all the time. So if you're new and you find yourself wanting to doze off or see other people shutting their eyes, it's okay. It happens all the time in here because we have that focus. And what happens is we move into that spiritual focus, often the physical consciousness does begin to fall asleep. But that also gives us the opportunity to now really rise into and focus more into the spirit. So don't be surprised if your body falls asleep, and don't be surprised if you find yourself still awake. You may find yourself still aware, hearing my words, aware of something else going on inside, even at the same time it seems like the body's asleep. It all happens. It's often called multidimensional awareness. All right, so I've done a lot of explaining. I know I can talk a lot, but I try to do that so at least you have a good basis to start from. So before I actually now move into the meditation, does anybody have any questions on the logistics of the meditation. Not not all the other stuff I talked about beforehand. We'll get to that after the meditation. All right, then. So we're going to move into the meditation now. And again, just follow my words. And at one point, I'm actually going to have us chant the hue out loud just so we have that reference point and begin to experience that vibration or frequency of it. And usually we just chant it out loud about three times or so, so we just kind of get that going. And then we're going to move into a quiet. And then I'll have a few more words. We'll ask you just to now chant silently within. And then after that, I'm going to become quiet. And we'll have probably about 15 to 20 minutes of silence where we can now just be inside in a meditative state. And so everything I just shared about now is your time to practice in silence without any of the outer distractions, including me talking. So you can just focus at the seat of the soul, be open to the divine, and chanting that name. The other thing I want to say with that, with chanting the hue, it is also our way of saying, Lord, I love you. It is sharing our loving with the divine, and then also being open to receive that loving into our consciousness, just like breathing in and out. There's this action of giving and receiving, giving and receiving. So even as we move into meditation, we want to share our loving and we also want to receive the loving. So in other words, as you're chanting and chanting, as you saying, Lord, I love you and sharing your loving, 
But at some point, and I leave this up to you, during that time of sharing your loving with God, at some point you may actually find yourself becoming really quiet and centered within. It's often been referred to as peace, be still, and know that I am. So as we share our loving, it brings us into this place of peace and stillness. And as you find yourself move there, if you do, because it doesn't always happen, that's a time where you might want to kind of relax and now just be open and now receive that peace, receive the loving. Look, listen, feel, allow yourself to become more spiritually aware now beyond the physical senses. And then as you find yourself in that peace and listening and observing, at some point your mind's going to start kicking in. As soon as your mind kicks in, just come back to the chanting. That helps still the mind. Come back into the chanting that hue over and over. So as we chant the hue, it may simply sound as hue. Or you can just say hue or you can sing it. However, it works for you it's just fine. If you don't want to chant out loud when we do it, you don't have to. Just listen. But feel free to participate if you want. And then after about 15, 20 minutes of silence, then at some point you'll hear me speaking again, and I'll just be asking you to bring your attention once again to the seat of the soul and come more physically present. And after a minute or two, I'll ask you to open your eyes back up. Okay? So that's what we're going to do. So go ahead and move into whatever comfortable position you want. You're, wel- you're welcome to move around the room if you want. If you want to lean against a wall or go lie on the floor in the back or whatever you want to do, it's just fine. Stand up even if you want. <laughs> the main thing is just to get the body relaxed so it's not a distraction to you, but also that you can also stay alert so you don't just fall asleep and lose your focus. What we want to do is allow the body to be as relaxed as possible, but yet be able to keep our attention focused and centered at the seat of the soul. Okay? And again, anytime you find yourself losing focus, just come back, bring your attention inwards and upwards to the seat of soul, and start chanting the hue again and move into the loving. Because in truth, this is simply the movement of loving. <laughs> 